My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Tuesday, the 1st of November. Pinching the punch. I'm Sam. I'm Nina. We've never done the podcast before. It's fantastic. Happy to be here and on the other side of the microphone. Over the weekend, a Halloween celebration in Itaewon, a neighbourhood of Seoul, the South Korean capital, went terribly wrong. A crush in an alleyway killed at least 150 people. We'll look at how this tragedy happened and how to stay safe in a big crowd. But first, Nina, what is making headlines this morning? Forcenet, an external communications platform used by Australian Defence Department employees, has been targeted in a malware attack. While we don't know exactly what was stolen yet, up to 40,000 records relating to the Department of Defence are held on the system. In an email to staff, defence representatives said the attack was external to the department's IT systems. Now to the second story for the day. Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, widely known as Lula, has won the Brazilian presidential election. He toppled far-right incumbent Jair Bolsonaro in the second round of voting. Lula will return to the presidency. He's been here before after governing Brazil from 2003 to 2010. The runoff election occurred after neither candidate secured victory with over 50% of the vote earlier this month. This time, however, with most of the votes counted, Lula is on 50.9%. The Victorian government has announced a $15 million partnership with Netball Australia and Visit Victoria to run until June 2027. Visit Victoria's branding will now feature on the team's home and away kit, and players and coaches will appear in campaigns to promote Victorian tourism. As part of the deal, the 2023 Suncorp Super Netball Grand Final will be played in Victoria, and the Diamonds will play five test matches in the state. And some good news for your Tuesday. A new native species of bee has been discovered in WA by researchers from Curtin University. The bee has a dog-like snout, those are not my words, and has been named Zephyr after the pet dog of the research paper's author, Dr. Kit Prendergast. The discovery of the new species, in Dr. Kit's words, will add to existing knowledge about our evolving biodiversity. And that dog has gained immortality. Zephyr's there to stay. Just a heads up that this deep dive is pretty distressing, so if you feel like you need to skip this one, we'll catch you again tomorrow. In today's deep dive, we're going to look at this tragedy in Seoul and how Halloween festivities there went so tragically wrong. I've been really struggling with this new story. It just feels like such a random and tragic event that I just really struggled to get my head around it or even engage with it, to be honest. And we were having that discussion when thinking about what to talk about this morning. But the reason I think it's worth talking about is that this is now not a one-off event. In fact, crowd crushes have been on the rise since the 90s and they claim over 300 lives every year. Uh, yeah, I think that it's definitely worth trying to understand why these events happen. Can we start with what happened on the weekend? What do I need to know? Yeah, so it took place in Itaewon, which is a nightclub district in Seoul. 
The area around its main subway station is made up of lots of narrow alleyways, and the district was just starting to revive after years of COVID restrictions. We know the impact of COVID restrictions on these nightlife districts. It's often crippling. Now, Halloween festivities are typically a big event in Itaewon, and this weekend was the first time in three years that they were held at their normal scale. So ahead of Halloween, you can imagine people were just pumped to see friends, to dress up, to hit the bars, just like they would have pre-March of 2020. Now, by some accounts, 100,000 people turned up to celebrate. That's a lot of people, and you've painted this picture of the subway station feeding into these narrow alleyways. When did things start to go wrong? Well, some witnesses say the crowd was already really difficult to move through as early as 5pm, and then by about 7pm, witnesses say it took them up to five minutes to exit the subway station. Then we get to around 10pm and that's when things started to go really wrong in an alleyway near the subway station. Witnesses have said that some people at the front of the crowd fell over, causing the crowds to stop suddenly. And because both ends of the alley were so full of people, it was impossible to get out. It was also very difficult, though, for those who knew what was going on to tell the people around them what was happening because there was loud music playing from the bars and clubs and the density of the crowd around the alley was inescapable in some ways. One witness described it as a slow and agonising crush. This is upsetting to talk about, but I, I think it's important to understand when and what actually occurs to make a crush like this fatal. Well, first, just to get the language out of the way, the term used for these situations is actually a crowd crush, and they happen in situations like this where the exit is obstructed but crowds keep pushing forwards. And something worth noting is that you sometimes hear stampede used interchangeably with a crowd crush, but a stampede generally implies there's space for people to run. In a crowd crush, however, the majority of deaths are caused by asphyxiation. People suffocate because they exhale but can't inhale because the pressure on all sides of the body is just so intense. Now, at that level of density, there's another phenomenon called a crowd quake, which happens actually spontaneously when there are six people per square metre. Now, because people are so tightly packed together, any small movement ripples outwards, sending shudders through the crowd. And that means that people in the centre are no longer actually in control of their own movement. That's terrifying to think about. To come back to what happened on the weekend, it sounds like big crowds were expected. So do we know if authorities had safety measures in place? I think this is going to be a point of the ongoing investigations, definitely. And according to some reports, the police were focused on protests in other parts of the city. So there was not a big security presence in Itaewon. And some survivors have said they called emergency services multiple times, but to no avail. That has been the subject of criticism and debate in the last few days in South Korea, and people are calling for increased emergency training for young people. And there's been questions raised about why the police weren't prepared, given the historically large crowds in Itaewon on Halloween before COVID. You said at the top that these kinds of crushes have been on the rise, and I I feel like we've heard about them happening. Yeah, well, earlier this month, at least 125 people died and hundreds more were injured in a crush following a football game in East Java, which is in Indonesia. The crush occurred as police fired tear gas into the stadium where some doors were locked closed. I I also remember last year that there was that horrible story about Astroworld, the music 
festival? Was it a music festival? Yeah, and it was almost one year ago today. An out-of-control crowd there killed 10 people at Travis Scott's music festival, which was Astroworld in Houston, Texas. Now, at that event, as in the same case as Itaewon on the weekend, there were reports of survivors performing CPR on other attendees as soon as they were able to get to safety while waiting for professional medical help to arrive. We'll be back in just a moment, but first, a message from our sponsor. So the whole reason we set out to do this topic today is we think that there's something to be learnt from this. Obviously, these events are occurring. What do we know about what to do if you find yourself in a situation like this? Well, we're in crowds all the time, whether it's at sporting events or music festivals or even Boxing Day sales at shops. So we did have a look at some of the expert guidance here. And if you're in a crowd and it's difficult to move your arms or to reach your own face, that's kind of a sign that you're in danger of a crush situation. And that's the point where you should try and find a way out and calmly exit. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you can't move, you have to try and stay upright as long as you can. You have to look around for a way out and stay away from any barriers you can't climb. And if that kind of crush quake occurs when you are being pulled with the crowds, Try and go with the flow while keeping your arms up at your chest to protect your ribs and lungs and avoid screaming to preserve your oxygen as best you can. So you stay upright and protect your ribs and lungs and avoid anything that can contribute to that crushing. And the experts also say help others if at all possible. Obviously, it's going to be very hard if you can't move, but if you can help someone up off the ground, it will help everyone in the crowd. Our thoughts are definitely with the families and friends of those who died and were injured over the weekend. Thanks so much for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. Have a great day and we'll be back again tomorrow.